fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. John Wright is The Voice of Reason. Welcome into the program. I am Andy Hoosier. It is a pre-Friday celebration. This week has absolutely flown by. I cannot believe that we are on the tail end of a Thursday already for this week. Welcome into the program. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country, baby. Radio and TV and live streaming and podcasting. We are just about everywhere. If you can't find us, that's on you because we try to be as convenient as possible. You can find us all over our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, twitch.tv, ourfreedombook.com, plus our Instagram and our TikTok. Yes, we do have a TikTok as well. I feel very strange saying that I have a TikTok, but I do have a TikTok. Are you tired of hearing that word, TikTok? <laughs> All of those uh, social media handles at Hoosier Reason, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason, plus the website at HoosierReason.com. Big show lined up for you today. We do not have two guests. Uh, the last couple of days, we've had a guest back-to-back, and we haven't had any time for you and I, the intimacy of you and I, just to chit and chat and have a little fun and talk about some major issues. So we're going to do that today because tomorrow, we're back at it with two guests again. I know, it's been a busy time. What can I say? We've tried to get some topical events. We've tried to get some deeper events. We've tried to talk about everything we can under the sun, so we'll try and cover as much as we can. But today, it's just you and I chitting the chat for now. At the bottom of the hour, we're excited to have on the program, and it's been way too long since we've had him on. He was the strategic advisor for President Donald Trump, Boris Epstein. So we'll talk with him at the bottom of this hour live in just a little bit. Looking forward to chatting with him. Uh, I want to talk to you today a little bit about something I'm concerned about. Oh, before I do that, though, I, 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 being concerned, being upset, I get it. It's politics. We'll get to it in a second. I have some really exciting news for you. I am happy. And it was a proud dad moment, a proud papa moment yesterday. Yesterday, little voice of reason for the first time ever went to her very first baseball practice. I know. I know. It's exciting. And we're going to help out a little bit with what we can and how we can. Uh, she's in a it's not even a coach pitch anymore, which is really weird. Usually you go from T-ball to coach pitch, but the coach doesn't sit there and actually throw the ball anymore. It's just a pitching machine that they put out there and actually throw it at them. And they throw it at like 30, 40 miles an hour. So it's actually pretty decent speeds for a six and seven and eight year olds. I don't know what the age group is. My little one's about to turn seven. So it's around that age. But she went to her first practice and loved it. Loved it. Now, I have to admit, fault on my part, I have yet to really throw the ball around with her or practice with her a whole lot. So she went into this thing cold. She has a glove. We've kind of played a little bit with like the little squishy softballs and stuff and, and played around, but nothing like actually legit with a real baseball. And because it's a co-ed league, they don't use the, uh, the large softballs for women. They use the actual baseball. So I'm anticipating a couple black eyes this year. The weird part is is that the season's only a month long. It's Tuesdays and Fridays, and it's just for the month of June, which is very odd. Usually baseball is June and July, but I guess with the younger kids, it's still a little bit smaller season. So they only have like eight games. Uh, it will not affect the radio show. I will be here, but I will be heading off to the games directly after a few of those nights starting in the month of June. So I'm super excited because the first time 
my little, she's getting to that age now where she's fun and she can start doing extracurricular activities. And we're going to get her in the baseball and we're getting her in basketball and get her in volleyball and we're getting her in karate. And she wants to do a dance, which I'm going to get her into Irish River dancing. If she's going to dance, she's got to do it appropriate and she's going to do the Irish River dancing. So that's the exciting part. She's now, and she loved it. Absolutely loved it. She had her friends there. She got to meet some new kids. She was running around playing. She has a little bit of some form that I need to work on with the throwing. That's all right. That's normal. She hit the ball really well. They did it off the tee for practice a little bit and uh, work on some of the grounding. I think we're going to have a fantastic year. I told you a couple days ago that when this happened, I was really excited because we're going to get that team up to par. Like they're going to be these seven year olds turning double plays. I'm telling it's going to happen. We're going to be the top notch, baby. So I'm super excited. So I just had to give the proud Papa moment for uh, just for a little uh, a personal side of the story just for a minute and talk about what's going on there. I was happy. It was a fun night last night and got to meet uh, the team and the coach and the parents and all that. And it was a really great time. Baseball season. I walked out there and just the feeling of when I was growing up and a lot of the friends that I still have today from all the way back when started when we started playing baseball and a lot of them I didn't know beforehand a lot of them I knew beforehand but just the bond you make on the field and the smell of the grass and the baseball and just holding the glove and the leather there's something about it and I'm not a sports guy as you know I don't necessarily care much about the sports I like MMA I like enjoying some of that but to go out and participate or go and watch some of this I just I don't care it's not me it's not my thing I'd rather follow C-SPAN on what votes and what debates are going on. But when you walk out there for the kids, something a little bit different about that. And it's, it's about the team and the, and the teamwork and, you know, the sportsmanship and the hard work and the dedication. There is a point to that. When you get to the major leagues and you're getting paid millions of dollars to slack off and throw, uh, you know, throw a fit about this and that and the other, I'm just not into it. But the kids, it's all about it. So there is hope in society if you could just actually bring some competition back. You had some more kids actually playing some athletics like that. And both on teamwork and on individualism, and then maybe we could get back to a decent place in society. What do you think? Think that's a good idea? We'll work on that one. All right. Uh, one thing that I am concerned about, let's go way back when to the history of, of the United States. I want to go back to the time of the Civil War era. You remember what was going on then? Oh, yeah, a war, a civil war within our nation, dividing the nation because the nation was so divided, it looked like two separate nations. We had the North with the industrialization and a little bit different type of economy. Everybody was free. Everybody was kind of doing their thing. And the South that had plantations and they had different crops and it was more agriculture and it was more on slave labor as opposed to individual sovereignty labor. And it, it was two different types of economies. It was two different types of products coming out. They were taxation on each other. They didn't have proper representation at the federal level. It was just a messy scenario. People were frustrated. People were upset, and it literally looked like two different nations. We reference the comments from Alexis de Tocqueville, the French philosopher at the time, that was rolling down the Ohio River and looked on one side and saw Kentucky, looked on the other side, saw Ohio, and saw on the Ohio side that there was industrialization, there were factories, and people were uh, people were growing and expanding, and the economy was booming. You looked down to the south, and it looked like it was a third-world country with the plantations and still, uh, still slave labor that was making everything happen and taking labor away and taking... Uh, products away and then you had the cotton trade and you had the firearm trade and you had the agriculture trade and it was just a completely different world and we're st the question is are we starting to see that again today are we seeing that divide i think but in a different way not a north south not an east west this isn't some kind of gang thing in a city this is real life but we're seeing a divide we're seeing really urban america and inner city america versus rural america
and we're seeing two completely different lifestyles that are contradicting each other vastly, which is why I've strongly advocated for a very long time to have an electoral college process at the statewide levels, because right now you have the cities that are dictating on the the elected officials statewide, U.S. senators or governors or attorney generals, and then you have the rural community that's trying to hang in there and like has some type of voice, but at the same time, they don't have as much of a voice. For those that don't live here in the state of Kansas, I've made this reference a lot, that there's 109 counties in the state of Kansas. The current Democrat governor won by winning seven counties in the entire state, won seven out of the 109. That's the problem. That's a major issue. You shouldn't be able to win an election based on seven counties out of 109 counties in an entire state. You need to have some form of electoral system to make things fair, to make things balanced, and to have a say for the lower class, uh, not even the lower class, the the rural community, the less populated areas, because there's a different lifestyle there. And whether people want to admit it or not, that's the reality of it. It's not an east-west, north-south thing anymore. It's populated versus unpopulated areas or sparsely populated areas. But Democrats don't care. They love the money. They love the power. They love the control. And they love the populated areas because they can drive home their messaging. They create the quote-unquote woke crowd. They quote-unquote educate individuals with this higher education. They brainwash them through this government programs left and right. And then they teach you that the rural communities are racist. They're irrelevant now. We don't need agriculture anymore. They're a bunch of you know hillbilly rednecks that are uneducated, that didn't go to college. They don't know anything. Anybody could be a farmer. We literally had Michael Bloomberg, if you remember, running for president. Uh, in this last election as a Democrat, saying on record that anybody could be a farmer and it doesn't take any type of education. That's a problem because that's the way they see it. But what they do is they expand that population in the city, which means they have more representation. And guess what happens? The rural communities all over this nation have less and less of a voice. And here's a point in case. There's a story out of, I don't even know where this is from, OregonLive.com. Oregonians, is that how you pronounce it? Oregonian or Oregonians? I think it's Oregonians. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, can go maskless outside, but must show proof of vaccination to forego masks indoors. People in Oregon, they can go without the mask. The new CDC guidance from Joe Biden's administration and Dr. Fauci and everybody else that's trying to do this political stunt. You can go without a mask. You need to prove, however, your proof of vaccination. Now, I don't know what the population rate is that actually been vaccinated in the state of Oregon. But guess what? People aren't liking it to the point to where now, according to uh, Bongino.com, Dan Bongino, another talk show host, wonderful guy, there are now numerous counties within Oregon that have signed petitions wanting to leave the state of Oregon and join the state of Idaho. They want to expand Idaho as a state and get rid of the progressive left-wing ridiculousness coming out of Oregon, like where Portland is and some of the larger populated areas that dictate the policies for the entire state. Because remember the difference between conservative and progressive. On the conservative end, dude, do your thing. I don't really care. I think you're nuts. I don't think you know what you're talking about, but do your thing, whatever, whatever makes you happy. That's cool. I'm going to do my thing. And then we're both happy. You do you. I do me. We're all good. On the progressive end of the aisle, if you don't do what I tell you or what I think is right with my standards, then you are bigoted, you're racist, you're xenophobic, you're blah, 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 whatever else. You're just a terrible, horrible human being. And especially with the vaccines, oh, that's a whole nother level. You are 
unsanitary. You are unclean. You are the undesirable. You are the ones that are spreading the virus. You're the ones killing people. But wait a second. You have a 99, literally 99% chance of survival with this virus. It doesn't matter. You will die. You're spreading the virus. You are the problem. So we need to separate you. The segregation continues just like we did just 100 years ago. We're going to start the segregation. You're going to go over here. You're going to go over here. Are we going to start seeing the uh, bathrooms or the shops or uh, uh, music concert venues or public spaces where these are the, for the vaccinated people, these are for the unvaccinated people, you dirty, filthy animals, you. There are now counties in Oregon wanting to become Idaho. At the same time, we've talked with the head of this movement for a long time, uh, a few times here on the program with the new California proposal that seeks to split California into two different states. There's also a movement making New York City, New York, Long Island, Montauk, and upstate New York, New Amsterdam, splitting up New York into three different areas because some parts of New York are actually relatively conservative. They get whitewashed by the massive population out of New York City. There are so many states now realizing, and rural communities across this nation realizing, that their population size is so small that they are irrelevant in the elected office seats at the statewide level, and they want to change. So the question is, are we going to see the level that we saw, the intensity, the divide, the lack of uh, bridging that gap or understanding between cultures like we saw during the Civil War in the mid-1800s here in the United States? But today, but instead of a north-south thing, we're seeing it from the urban areas to the rural communities. Are we going to see that divide again to where we have nothing in common that's going to lead to disaster at some point down the road? With counties wanting to leave states, cities wanting to start their own state, states wanting to divide up into two, three sections, something weird's going on, and we haven't seen this in a very long time, and it could only lead to disaster because there's not a representation that's covering everybody. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a free Friday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week, except for maybe tomorrow being a Friday, but some people, doesn't really matter. Don't matter to you. You're working on the weekend, as am I, as we all do. That's just the way we roll. Welcome back in radio and TV, plus the live streaming, podcasting, doesn't matter where you're at watching or listening. We appreciate you very much. The divide in the nation to me is a little concerning because we've been divided. We've always been divided. It's healthy to be divided, have diverse ideas, have diverse opinions, be able to spar a little bit, be able to get to challenge each other. That's a good thing, and I love that, which is why this show is a little bit more unique than other shows because obviously we're conservative. Obviously, I have a right-leaning opinion on issues, but I love the dialogue, and I love talking about the other side. And if they bring up a valid point, you know me – I'm about discussing the valid point. There's not a whole lot of valid points, though, coming from, you know, certain individuals that just don't quite grasp reality. I am told this is a garbage disposal. (laughs) Still my favorite one. I mean, come on. We do have a president right now that has the best economic plan in the world. So you go ahead and you stack spaghetti sauce at a store and and, in a supermarket. You control the guy or the woman who runs the run brings out the carts on, 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 on a forklift. What happens? They make you management. I mean, that is solid economic policy I just can't challenge. I don't even know where to start with the economic policy of such. So that's the leadership, which is why we're a little more critical than usual right now, are we not? Nonetheless, the divide in America is concerning because as we see a lack of understanding of livelihoods, of day-to-day activity, of lifestyle between urban city living and rural communities when we have nothing in common. And then we see the cities that really focus on the woke mentality and trying to apologize for X, Y, and Z and trying to do all these different social experiments in society. That's their focus. That is the Democrat focus. Then we say, well, there's not enough money for education, so we just throw money at it. You do realize you don't need a brand new school in order to do education. I I know... That's an issue all over the nation. The teachers' unions probably are burning their hair down right now. And, yes, I did just say that. They're probably burning themselves alive just hearing a comment saying that you don't need a brand-new school in order to do education. There are still rural communities right now across the nation that don't have high-speed broadband, that don't have high-speed internet, that still probably teach in a small, tiny little building. They probably still teach in trailers. They probably still teach in, in not the best areas but guess what they still educate because as long as you have a book and as long as you have someone that kind of knows what they're talking about and you can dialogue to teach them how to think and not what to think then you're good but in today's society well the education system just doesn't have enough money so therefore we need to throw money at it because then all of a sudden poof all the issues will magically go away just like the lucky charms in the box it's not the way things work 
But there's, again, the big difference between the inner cities and the rural communities when it comes to the urban areas and the rural communities. We have this massive divide right now, and the rural community does not get their fair shake. And if it gets, if it continues on this way, then are we running into another episode where we have nothing in common with each other like we did with the North and South during the, North, uh, during the Civil War? I'm very concerned about that. I really am. And then you had the federal government dictating to farmers and ranchers all over the nation about this 30 by 30 plan, which is absolutely absurd, trying to say that we're going to confiscate 30 percent of federal land or land to become part of the federal government to preserve it for climate change initiatives, water and land, by the way, 30 percent of all of it. They're trying to say, no, we want to preserve private property. We don't want to take it away. We want to preserve it. That's an issue for many people that have land, whether you're a farmer, rancher, or just someone who has a large plot of land trying to live off it and do your own thing. That's a concern for many. But again, that goes back to a federal government that's bloated, that has no understanding of what's going on in the daily lives of individuals trying to dictate out of Washington, D.C. when they don't quite understand the constituents. Remember, that is the same party that had to take classes on how to relate to their constituency. They had to take literal classes to learn how to properly relate to their constituency going into an election season. That's the Democrat Party because they're so out of touch with the average American. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, We're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It goes by so fast. It goes by so fast. Half hour done already. Half hour more to go. Welcome in radio and TV, live streaming and the broadcast on podcast. Doesn't matter where you're at watching or listening. We appreciate you so much with your millennial general trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Thanks for hanging out. Let's get right to our guest. I'm excited to have him back on as we talk about the latest in what's trending. What's trending today? So there's been a new resurgence, I guess I want to say, a new push of media from um, the Trump camp as Donald Trump kind of faded away a little bit in, you know, from the media at least. Now the media, their ratings tanked when he went away. So now they had to bring him back about some ridiculous investigations from the January, the January 6th commission because why the heck not, right? Let's just create a commission on that because that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. I know. I know. At the same time, President Donald Trump himself has been on a different, a few different media outlets as well, talking about uh, what's going on with 
the election stuff because I don't know if you're aware or not, but even though the media may not be talking about it, there are still things going on concerning the 2020 presidential election, what happened, and how to move forward with some of this news. So we're really excited to have back on the program who's got uh, he's involved with some of this as well, former strategic advisor for President Donald Trump. Excited to have back on here, Boris Epstein with us. Boris, how are you, my friend? Good to be with you. Thanks so much for having me, and you really appreciate it. Yeah, it's great to have you back on the program. It's it's been a long time. This is uh, it's weird how this is all starting to come back out again now, months after the election. Joe Biden's been, you know, I, I think he's got a hand cramp from writing all the executive orders with his magic marker. Now we're trying to see what the heck's going on with this election. Is uh, Michigan had their case uh, in the courts this week? We have Arizona doing some audits right now. What have you heard? What's the latest, and and where are we at right now with this whole situation? Well, the Arizona audit uh, the, is the Arizona audit that, that was requested and then subpoenaed by the Arizona State Senate that's being conducted of all of the ballots of Maricopa County, which is 65% of the state. So you're talking about any 2.1 million ballots, extremely significant 2.1 million ballots, and there's a forensic audit, there's a recount, and a recanvas. So they're not only looking and counting the ballots, but they're also looking at the machines and they're determining whether the ballots came from the homes, the locations, the addresses where they were supposed to come from. That's really good news. Now, it's taken some time. They're in the process. Do they have an idea when this is going to be done? So, very good question. They started in April. Then they had to take a pause on um, uh, on May 14th because the location where they had the Coliseum had other events in, in, uh, in, in Phoenix there, Maricopa County. They are restart, restarting on Monday. They're about they're through about twenty percent of just the recount phase, wow. and then they go on to the recanvas, etc. So I would expect for this to continue into July. But they've already found significant deficiencies. There's the issue of the database that has just been clarified in a public statement, actually by the auditors, that a database, the results and uh, and tally, uh, the results and tally database had been removed, deleted, somehow moved, or, re- or, or or placed at a different location, and then the auditors had to go and recover it. Also, there's discrepancies in terms of the number of ballots in specific batches. A batch is supposed to have 200, it has 218. A batch is supposed to have 200, it has 165. Some very, very significant margins of error in the batches. Unbelievable. I I mean, I guess it is believable because it happened, but it's just it's weird how we can't catch this stuff as it's actually happening. and We have to wait so long for this as well. In Michigan, they did have the case about some irregularities in a county as well with like a thousand phantom ballots or something. That case got dismissed by the courts. Any idea why? You know, these court cases, they all take time. Right. And there's courts are going to disagree with each other. And then it goes up the chain. Uh, and that happened in Arizona with the audit as well. So. You know, a court may disagree with, with the, the issue in Michigan, but here's what, what, what the case is. Here's what the main issue is. We need to know as Americans what happened in 2020. Yeah. And courts should not stand in the way of getting to the bottom of that question in Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, Pennsylvania. Speaking of Georgia, yesterday, Vernon Jones went out in Georgia and called for a full forensic audit like the one that's being done in Arizona to be done in Georgia. So, so the process is continuing and pushing forward across states. It's amazing. Now, if one of these topples, let's say Arizona comes back and we're like, yeah, here's uh, here's all the facts of so many irregularities, and it actually does take away that win from Biden in that state, 
What's next? I mean, how many states does it needs to happen for this? And if that is the case, then what is the next step? Because I don't think we've ever been in a situation like this before. We haven't. We never have been in a situation like this. This is unprecedented, and I don't. I don't have a great answer. We we do need an answer on what happened with the election. The American people, the people of each state, deserve to know who won the presidential election, as well as the Senate elections, congressional elections in their state. But in terms of what happens, I I, I don't have a direct answer, but we can cross that bridge when we get there. Right now, we need to know the results, any discrepancies, any deficiencies, and truly what happened in this election. We know the Democrats worked hard to increase the amount of ballots and gut the checks. There was a Time Magazine article by Molly Ball that was related all out how the Democrat machine worked through this election to, again, commit election fraud, to commit voter fraud, to have election irregularities all all over the country. And now the information is coming to light and this audit is a key part of it. Yeah, the national media is not talking about any of this because they want to keep it under wraps, obviously, and we'll probably get kicked off of social media for this uh, interview as well. But, you know, whatever, we got to get this out there. Uh, But the question is, I mean, the local levels, people are obviously seeing this. It's got to be in the local news. People that are halfway involved see the audits going on, see the irregularities going on. And the Democrats fighting this left and right and trying to suppress this. Is this going to come back and bite them again in the midterm elections next year? Of course it hurts them. The Democrats fighting so hard against the Perkins Cooley, Mark Elias, and, and you know, the evil geniuses behind all this election fraud. They're pushing back so hard, and Dominion pushing back so hard. They're saying very clearly that they're trying to hide something. And when that's happening, the other side, the Arizona State Senate, which is run by Republicans, uh, Republican majority right now, Ken Fan is the president, they're only standing up stronger. And around the country, as people are say, seeing how hard the Democrats and mainstream media are pushing back against this audit, they're saying, well, some, something's off. Let's get to the bottom of the issue. Let's see what really happened in this election. Yeah, what a shocker. We actually want to find the real results and find the truth in whatever happens, happens thereafter. We'll talk with Boris Epstein, a former strategic advisor for President Donald Trump. Let's talk about Dominion for a second. With all of these irregularities and the audits and everything going on, uh, are, do, have you heard from many states across the nation that are questioning their usage of Dominion moving forward with future elections, or do they still have a stronghold with the electoral system? It appears they still have a stronghold. They actually seem to be pretty cool, calm, and collected until they ran into this Arizona audit. Now you're seeing screams from Dominion saying, we're not going to share the password. That's our intellectual property, which doesn't make any sense to me as a lawyer. They're working on a, on a public interest issue, an election, a stake. That those passwords are the property of the people who hired them, of the entities who hired them to conduct the election. So, you know, I think, obviously, Dominion has, has been very nervous about their PR. Uh, and I, the more that comes out out of Arizona, the more we're going to know, uh, you know, in terms of how prevalent Dominion will be going forward. Yeah, well, and the more uh, we can find more irregularities, the more local the elections are, which is why county precincts actually, you know, handle a lot of these different voting machines and they do a lot of the counting to refer back to the secretary of state at the statewide levels. Uh, do you think HR1 out of the federal level with their nationalized electoral system, was that a response to this election to say, well, no matter what's going on, we can control it at the centralized level. So that way, if there are irregularities in the future, we can contain the situation and kind of brush it under the rug. I mean, is that, do you, do you think it was a response to this last election, why they presented this big federalized, centralized election bill like H.R. 1? I don't think that. I think H.R. 1, I think the Senate, the Senate bill are all about a power grab by the Democrats where they want to get rid of any any sort of semblance 
of voter ID, any semblance of legitimate voting, and they want to completely crush voting in this country, including allowing illegal immigrants to vote. That is the power grab by the Democrats, and that's why we have to fight very hard against H.R. 1 and S. 1. Yeah, absolutely. Boris Epstein, last question before we let you go. How confident are you in this process in Arizona right now? And if this one does topple, what do you think the next state could be to do the same thing and kind of announce a big uh, a big statement? I think Georgia is, could very well potentially be the, the next state. Pennsylvania is another one. Very important in Georgia for Brian Kemp, the governor, to finally do the right thing and call on the legislature to conduct an audit, call them into a special session to conduct a forensic audit. And I am very confident the Arizona process, that if you look at the, the information coming out from the Arizona State Senate, from CanFan, from the auditors, it is well laid out, it is specific, and it is detailed. They're doing a great job. And it's taken longer than expected because they're providing a lot of detail. That's very important. Well, the federal government needs to remember as well that the states have not certified the Electoral College votes yet either, which is still kind of up in the air. And that's, I mean, that's kind of a foreign thing for us too, isn't it? Well, they have certified. Now, the, the, yeah. that's, the certification has happened. And that, that, that the Electoral College process did happen. It culminated actually on January 6th. But the issue here, again, is it's not about the process. The issue is what was the actual count in these ballots, how much irregularity was there, how much deficiency was there. The American people need to have confidence in their elections, and that's what this audit is all about. That's what it is. Boris Epstein, we appreciate the time very much, my friend. Keep up the fight. I know you guys are working hard behind the scenes. The media may not know it, or it may, they may know it, but they not tell us, and the American people may not know what you guys are doing, but I know you're working really hard behind the scenes, so we appreciate that and keep up the fight. Thank you so much. God bless you and your listeners. Thanks hey, so much. you as well. We appreciate that very much. We'll get you back on the program again here real soon. All right, when we come back, I want to kind of dissect some of this because this is some, I mean, this is big news with the ongoing investigations, the ongoing internal stuff. I know this is probably going to get us off of social media, but oh, well, we need to talk about it. And again, if it comes back and they're like, well, there was some, but not enough to switch anything, then fine, we'll accept that. But we want to know the truth. We want to know something and still just... I think common sense tells people just something ain't right here. Something's just a little wonky. Not to bring up the old past, what would we do if we did find something? I don't know. That would be very interesting. But nonetheless, we need to know because we need to know the lies, the deceit, the manipulation that's going on behind the scenes. It's time for the American people to figure out what the heck's really going on. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You know something's uh, going on when there's a big media push, and I'm not saying that there's breaking news about anything in any way, shape, or form right now. The investigations are still going on with the media, or not with the media, but with the uh, electoral system at different state levels, but I don't know if you've caught on or not. There's been a big media push. Now, they do this when they think they have something, when they're about ready to make some type of announcement, to prepare and to be out in front and center in the media limelight. We see right now, look at the correlation here. This is what I do. I connect all the dots and call me a conspiracy theorist. I'm just looking at all the evidence right now. Uh, and I'm not saying anything about the election. I'm saying the media push, something's about to be announced somewhere, whatever that may be. We see the media focusing on Donald Trump right now, the January 6th uh, commission to look about the riots and the protests that happened. The mostly We're going to call them the mostly peaceful protests that happened on January 6th because that's what it was. Uh, 200,000 people there and 100 people walked into the Capitol and did some stupid things. It was a mostly peaceful protest. That's what they call the Black Lives Matter riots, right? When they're burning down buildings and burning up car lots and looting people and beating people in the streets. It was a mostly peaceful protest. <laughs> so they started a January 6th commission to investigate the mostly peaceful protest on January 6th in Washington, D.C. That's the same time that the Trump campaign has done a massive media blast lately. A massive. I don't know if you've noticed that he was on Fox News. He was on Newsmax. During the break, I just got an email. If you're on his list for the, uh, what is it, the... Office of Donald J. Trump, media advisories and different, uh, like his tweets, but he does does an email form. You can sign up for the email list. Uh, He sent out a message just a little bit ago, which you can find at 45office.com. 45th President Donald J. Trump will be interviewed by Chanel Rion with One American News tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. So he'll be on One American News Network tonight. Between that one, the Fox News, the Newsmax, he's been on numerous different talk radio shows. We just had Boris Epstein on, his former strategic manager. There's a media push going on from the Trump campaign at the same time that the media started bringing him back up about some type of criminal investigation. There's something going on that instead of talking about the actual issue like normal in the mainstream media in the United States, like normal, when something goes on, we completely miss the entire object of the issue and we talk about all the out around skirts of it because we don't want to address the actual issue. So the media... We have this investigation. There's criminal activity. Donald Trump's really bad. He started this riot. He started these protests. He's trying to do this whatever. He's a terrible, horrible human being. We see the news run about the story of Republicans, 100 Republicans, including former elected officials. 
not any normal new and current elected officials, but former elected officials with other Republican members wanting to sign a third, uh, wanting to start a third party unless they actually get rid of the Donald Trump movement outside of the Republican Party. That was in the news lately. At the same time that the Trump campaign is sending out email blasts, they're on the media right now. They're talking. They're talking about this stuff again five months after the fact. That's not suspicious to anybody else. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what they're going to say or what they're going to find. And I'm not speculating anything of what's going to. I'm not anticipating anything. I'm literally just saying this is strange. This has been out of the news and out of the limelight for a long time. And now all of a sudden Donald Trump's back in the mainstream with their negative attack ads. And then he's back in the media talking about the election. Something funky's going on. And if we just talk with Borson, he says that they're not going to get done with the recanvassing until July. Why is he doing a media push right now? He's been golfing. He's speaking at the South Carolina Republican Convention here in the next week or so. He's doing things just what normal former presidents do is hanging out at the golf course and just doing speaking engagements. But going off on a media outlet frenzy, he's trying to promote something. The question is, what is it? I'm just observing. And again, I have no idea what it is. I would like to see something, but I'm a little scared. I got to be honest. I would. I'm a little scared of what the nation would look like if we come back and we say, "Yes, here is the actual voter fraud information. Here's the proof of it. The election shouldn't have gone this way." What do you do now? Do you pull a, a standing president from office five, six months into the administration? That would start an uprising. At the same time, I don't like the agenda what he's doing, and the rightful person needs to be in there. If that's what we find, I don't know. I'm just sitting back on this one, being the third-party objector and just watching, but something's happening. The media's even paying attention to him, and he's being in the media as well on his own side, which means there's an agenda trying to be pushed. There's an awareness that's trying to be brought up. We just have to figure out what that is. And we have to play the waiting game like usual to see what the heck this is all going to play out like. (laughs) And it's very frustrating at times. I know. I know it. Tomorrow. Can't believe it's Friday. We have two guests coming on the program, both of them talking about climate change initiatives, conservative approach to some of that, the Green New Deal, what's coming out of D.C., and more plus, fake PPP loans to businesses from people wanting to take money from and use it for personal benefit. They're getting caught now. How many are there and what the heck's going on? Plus, Russia trying to come after the United States as well by showing that we're weak and too woke as a society. World's a crazy place. Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a wonderful Thursday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.